Bhagavad Gita is a book of mankind's collected experience of and answers to life's most basic questions. Who I am? From where do I come? What is my purpose and destiny? And most practically, how do I find happiness? These podcasts originate in the lectures of Neil Bhatt, a disciple of Swami Chinmayananda. They are presented here in 20 to 30 minute segments, each covering three of the Gita's 701 verses. Welcome to Gita Wisdom for Daily Living. We had been discussing chapter 16, Deva Asura Sampat Vibhag Yoga. Bhagavan has given us detailed instructions about how this Prakriti works. This body, mind, intellect part of the Prakriti, they came out of Prakriti, go back into the Prakriti. But me identifying with it, consider that to be me and take upon myself all the limitations. So in discussing this maya, which has three gunas, sattva, rajas and tamas, three gunatmika maya, we have seen in previous chapters Bhagavan has discussed that because of this three gunatmika maya, in this world there are three types of people. The people having divine qualities, daivi qualities, people who have asuric qualities, or rakshasic qualities. So they can be related to the one who are predominantly sattvic, predominantly rajasic, predominantly tamasic. So Bhagavan said that out of these three, the one with the divine qualities will take refuge in me, will seek me as the highest goal, and that will liberate them from this limitation. We will discuss that in chapter 9. Then we continued on this journey and we have discussed the Purushottama in last chapter. The Supreme Purusha is beyond this perishable and imperishable. That I consider myself right now turns out to be perishable. But even the one who is thinking about this perishable, imperishable within me, condition me, is not the Supreme. Supreme is beyond this condition, imperishable as well as perishable. So now in this chapter, we are getting a practical instruction about how to rise above this identification with both this perishable, this body, and also the imperishable, which is the conditioned self, that we now will call ego, that which is identifying with this conditioning. Even that we have to transcend. So we have some practical instructions here. So the first we learnt about the divine qualities. The divine qualities are the ones which will liberate you from this conditioning. We have enumerated 26, the divine qualities. What then are the binding qualities which bind me to this prakriti, this limitation? They are the asuric qualities, dambha, darpaha, all these things are binding me. My goal is now to release myself from this bondage of asuric qualities. But when I see myself, I really don't find much asuric qualities. The trick of my mind is it only sees the divine qualities in me. It does not see asuric qualities. Every time we talk about 
Asura, Draksasas, we don't think that it has anything to do with me. Some others who are very evil beings. This chapter tells us, you know, that's not the case. If you introspect, you will also find in you these tendencies. These tendencies are binding you to these limitations. So to give us explanations, what their behavior would be, how they will be acting, and what will be the outcome of their behavior. So Bhagavan said we have talked about Devi Sampatti a lot, but now we will be talking about in detail the Asuri Sampatti. In Asura and Raksasa, we had been hearing these terms, and in this context, we have basically come to the conclusion it is Asura is the materialistic tendencies. One who considers this material life or sense enjoyment is the supreme goal of life. You know, the life goal is to enjoy. Runam kutva grutam pibet. Incur debt, but enjoy life. So if you really say this is how we live, one credit card to another. So Bhagavan said if you detect in you this, you need to negate them. So we started out by discussing asuric sampatti or asuric qualities. First thing is that we do not know pravritti or nivritti. What is to refrain from and what is to engage on. But he said, why that is? So that the basic problem is the core values or core belief system which we have. So Bhagavan described the core belief system of this asuric people or the people with asuric tendencies is that there is no basis this world came as a chance occurrence. There is no really regulator. There is no substratum. There is no firm basis. And there is nothing beyond this life. Nothing beyond sense enjoyments in this world. That's the basic theory. So if you really see the people who we consider ourselves as intellectuals, we have difficulty taking any idea if it does not have a direct proof. Seeing is believing. We want proof for everything. We want proof for Bhagwan also. You know. Show me that he is there. So what we are basically coming to the conclusion is that if I can see it, and if I can prove it, it does not exist. And therefore, all our belief system is based on that fundamental thought that unless I can prove it, it does not exist. Unless somebody can show me, it does not exist. That belief system then gives rise to how can I find my final goal of finding ultimate happiness. So there I come to the conclusion that more and more I acquire in this world so that more and more I can enjoy the sense pleasures or material wealth that will give me the more happiness. More and more I satisfy my desires I'll be more satisfied, more happier person. So Bhagavan said, that's the fallacy. So this is also in our culture we call sanskara. So everything we think about and desire and aspire is based on a sanskara. So if you grew up in an environment where artistic person, then you will obviously aspire to do that. Business people, then they will aspire to do that. The basic core value given to us through our own experiences, through our own environment, Bhagavan said is playing a big role here. Therefore, he said this asuric sampatti, which we have created, 
because of our environment, because of our experiences, are binding you to this limitedness. So first he gives out their behavior. So we have seen earlier that asatyam apratishthante jagat ahu anishwaram. This world is without any Ishwara, a controller. It says no truth. No truth in a sense. We have seen the truth is something which was true yesterday, also true today, it will remain true in future. That's the truth. If it was true yesterday, but not today and not tomorrow, then it's not true. That means there is nothing permanent here. This is what the value system is. this, there is no basis for anything. Chance occurring, I became this by accident and you became that by an accident. Aparasparasambhutam kim anya kamahaitukam. There is no other great purpose, but people come in contact with each other to satisfy their desires, and that's how world continues growing. And the result of that is the etam drastim avastabya nasta atmanah alpa buddhayaha. Bhagavan uses a very strong word. Because they cannot see, they have not developed their intellect to see the reality, they see the world this way. Prabhavanti ugra karmana. Their desires would be to obviously somehow get what they want, so their actions will be very ferocious. In Kshayaya Jagato Ahitaha. Because of their wrong ideas, wrong desires, and wrong actions, they will end up hurting other people. They are hurting the world, filled with insatiable desires. We have come to the conclusion that the desires cannot be satiated. All desires cannot be satiated. Because the desires are endless. But the person who has not come to that conclusion, he has one firm goal that I should satisfy all my desires. As he continues to satisfy his desires, more desires rise in him, and he will continue to act to fulfill those desires. It reaches a point where this desire cannot be fulfilled without showing off the so hypocrisy, arrogance. To fulfill your desire, you have to put up a show that I can do this or I can achieve this. And to a point where they will not be able to live peacefully. So we have seen that their actions outwardly are hurting others. They think they are getting happiness out of it. But in reality, if you see how they live, Bhagavan says, Chintam aparim eyam cha pralayantim upashritaha. These people are having immeasurable worries all their life, till they die. These worries will have no end because this mechanism of desire is that when I keep thinking about something, it will create attachment, the attachment will create desire, the desire will not fulfill, will create anger. And this continues. So what I have acquired, I'm afraid somebody will take away the fear of losing it, and then also there is anxiety about what I don't have, how am I going to get it? So this becomes my life story. I constantly worried about how can I preserve what I have and how can I achieve what I don't have. Because the desires are unlimited, worries are also unlimited. Because desire has no end, my worries have no end. How long I will be in this situation? Until you die. That's why I keep reminding myself this one verse in Bhaj Govindam which says that Balaha Tavat Krida Saktaha 
As you grow older, you should be getting much more satisfied. You have achieved more wealth, you have much more security. But the reality is, none of this is giving you what you are seeking. You are now engaged in more worries as you grow older. So this is not true only now. In Bhagavan Sankaracharya's time, he figured out that that's how people... None of them are engaged in releasing themselves from this bondage. Because we are not figured out. So this chinta, which we constantly want to get rid of, we are the generator. We create this chinta ourselves and we can figure out how to end it. So Bhagavan said, therefore, people with these tendencies to believe that they control their destiny about how to be happy by acquiring more and more wealth, more and more accomplishments, more and more everything from this life, instead of really getting happiness in bargain, and then we get more worries in bargain. Chinta aparimeyamcha pralayantam upasritaya Till their death, till their destruction, they are nothing but engaged in worries only. Kama upabhoga parama etavat iti nishchitaha. Why that is? Because they are engaged in this kama bhoga, desire and enjoyment. You have a designer mind, I need to fulfill it. And I think there is nothing more than this. Etavat nishchitaha. They firmly believe there is nothing more. There is no other way that I can be happy other than fulfilling my desires. Asha pasa sataihi baddaha. I constantly think that I will be free in my life. If I have enough money and I create enough portfolio of my wealth, then I will be free. So, one hand I am doing everything that I can to free myself. On the other hand, I am engaged in worries all the time. And then I am also bound by they're bound by hundreds of desires and hopes. Each one is pulling me in different direction. I want to achieve that, I also want to do this, I also want to do that. And all this is binding me from freeing myself. I tell people that we have difficulty coordinating vacation. With my NBG architecture, Chinmaya Mission, and our granddaughter, we can. So, if I have more of this, the more difficult it becomes to coordinate when you consider yourself to be free. So vacation is only two weeks time. So you can imagine a complete freedom is absolutely out of your reach. And Lee Ayakoka used to say that uh, if you can't manage two weeks of vacation, because I'm very busy, I can take vacation. A lot of people can't take vacation and they will let go of the vacation. Lee Ayakoka said, if you can't manage your two weeks vacation a year, how can you manage your department? Or whatever the job you're doing. So if you can't free yourself from your normal bondages for two weeks, can't you manage your family? With the desire to free yourself, to enjoy life, you are doing everything to acquire things, accomplish things, hoard things. But in the bargain, you're going to worries and kama krodha parayanaha. Now, obviously, what happens when you have lots of desires and lots of hopes to fulfill, then some will get fulfilled and some will not. For that, when we don't get fulfilled, I'll be angry. So, constantly I'm going from 
desire to anger, desire to anger, but there is no happiness that I can find in between. Irhante kama bogartham anyayena arthasanchaya. Constantly trying to keep up with desire to fulfill. So then there are limited means I can achieve through a normal ways to make money or achieve something. It reaches a point that legal means or normal means are not enough to fulfill my desire. So next thing I have to do is to do illegal means to fulfill my desires. Policemen take bribes. Income tax people take bribes. Well, their normal salaries, they cannot manage what they have to keep up with the society's you know, norm of what you should have. You have to have this and TV and fridge and what are the cars and... So now they have to resort to illegal means. So Bhagavan said, Irhante kama bhoga artham anyayena artha sanchaya. Their desire reaches to a point where they cannot be fulfilled through normal routine legal manners. They will acquire things by anyaya, with not legal means. And now Bhagavan gives their mental attitude. Idam adya maya labdam imam prapse manoratham. Today I have acquired this. Every three months, let's go through. So what, what do we have to put for? How are we doing? This is what I have today. I'll also get that tomorrow. This is a normal life story. Asuras are not who are living in different planets. These are our tendencies when you really reflect on them. We, we take great pride in what I have accomplished. So, but this is not really my goal. My goal is to go much higher. I have this, but I can also do that. Idam maya labdam. I achieved this today. Imam prapsi manoratham. I also desire to get this. Idam asti idam apime bhavishyati punardhanam. This is mine, and this wealth shall also be mine in future. So, this is a normal planning routine. You know, I'll do this, and I'll achieve this. Invest. So Bhagavan said, these are the tendencies which are binding you. It does not say you do not have to make any planning or goal. But it should not become an obsession. So you can really see the people who are really get involved in wealth gathering. Well, you will have no idea why they should do what they do. You know, people who are multi-billionaires and they steal something from here there. Because nothing is good enough for them. But once when you reach that point, you should consider that these tendencies are the ones which are binding you. And we'll stop right here. Om Sarve Bhavantu Sukhina Sarve Santu Niramaya Sarve Bhadrani Pashyantu ಶ್ರೀಗುರುಭ್ಯೋ ನಮಃ ಹರಿಯೋ